Good evening, and thank you so much for tuning in to Keep It Clean Lisa's podcast. This evening, I will be discussing a little bit about um, the virus, the spread in different states. Good evening, and I thank you so much for tuning in to Keep It Clean Lisa. This evening, I will be discussing a little bit about the virus that spreads from state to state, and we're facing the actual truth. So today's title will be, We Can't Test Our Way Out of This. So I reiterate, we can't test our way out of this. So I'm just going to jump right into our fun, interesting podcast for this evening. In recent research, Tennessee's governor said anyone in the state could be tested for the coronavirus and the state would pay. That did not stop the virus from roaring back. And when I say roaring back, it has definitely roared back. As the United States struggled with coronavirus testing this spring, Tennessee was the rare state that lived up to President Trump's promise that anybody that wants a test can get a test. And that's what was told in mid-April that any Tennessean could get tested regardless of symptoms and that the state would pay for it. But so happens that might not be true. Testing may be the most important thing in addressing the unknown, according to Mr. Lee, which is a Republican, said in his recent interview in June. Decisions, he said, should be based on real information. And I don't know if anyone agrees with that, but I think I would go with the facts. Facts, facts, facts. With everything that's been going on so far, that's all we have to go along with, is the facts. But the real information is now telling us that the state's leadership is a story. It's more likely to not to wear... Good evening, and I thank you so much for tuning in to Keep It Clean Lisa's podcast. And this evening, I will be discussing a little bit about the pandemic, and I guess a little bit about the spread from state to state, and what we've been facing in my recent research. So today's subject is about, we can't test our way out of this, because we can't. In my recent research, Tennessee's governor said, anyone in his state could be tested for the coronavirus, and the state would pay for it. That did not stop the virus from growing up again. Because we're in the midst of a pandemic, and the virus is here, and it's real. And looks of things, it's going to be around for a while. As the United States struggled with the coronavirus testing this spring, Tennessee was the rare state that lived up to President Trump's promise that anybody that wanted to be tested could be tested. And Governor Bill Lee announced in mid-April that any Tennessean could get tested, regardless of symptoms, and the state would pay for it. Testing may be the most important thing in addressing the unknown, according to Mr. Lee, which is a Republican, said in an interview in early June, 
decisions. He said should be based on real information. And I totally agree. It's all about the facts. But however, but that real information is now telling the state's leadership his story is much more likely and did not to hear. As much of the South and West, Tennessee is an ass-wash in confirmed cases. And testing has proved no match for the coronavirus once it was overwhelmed local governor ability to trace an infected person's contact and forces those who are exposed to self-quarantine. Tennessee is far from the only state to discover that despite Mr. Trump's hype, he boasted on Monday on Twitter, our great testing program continues to lead the world. Coronavirus testing is not a miracle path to a safe reopening. As the nation faces a new shortage of testing, Tennessee's experiences offer a cautionary tale about the limits of testing. And this is just real facts, guys. In Georgia, Governor Brian Kemp and Republican expanded testing in early May and urged all residents to make an appointment in Oklahoma. Governor Kevin sent a Republican did much as much as he could in Ohio, but it just wasn't enough. In Ohio, Governor Mike DeWine announced on June 11th that any Ohioan could get a test. He and his wife, Randy Wine, along with state governor John Huster, took tests as a news conference as a way of encouraging others to do so. So it just gets to be real. It, it just has you feeling a little bit on the edge of your, of your seat. And sometimes you don't even know what's going to happen next from state to state or country to country. This is something that we've been involved with, guys, for some time. And I'm just not sure when there will be a vaccination in place, if there ever will be. But I'm praying that it will be. Because, you know, people want to get on with their lives, and we want to have some normalcy um, as we go along. However, going right along, jumping back into what I was saying about the statistics and what I've learned about recent research, each state has since had a sharp increase in confirmed infections. This was just a prediction as buying snow tires on June for a car in Minnesota and said Dr. Michael T., the Director of Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota, you know December is coming and we all know that it's coming and it's scary because what are we going to do once we get at the end of the year? The Trump administration announced on Tuesday that it would start offering free coronavirus testing in three cities, Jacksonville, Florida, Bay Raj, LA, and Texas, as a part of a new surge testing program to support communities identified as hotspots. But I don't understand why we're just directing the testing to the hotspots. We need testing all over, from state to state to state. Let's just be clear on that. But even as he made the announcement, Rick G., the Assistant Secretary of Health, sounded on a note of caution, warning that testing without other public health inventions, contact tracing, isolating the sick, social distancing, and wearing masks would be of little use. We can't test our way out of this. He told the reporters, adding, testing alone is mostly never the answer, which may be true, but we want to be safe wearing our masks and continuously being social distanced during and middle of a pandemic. I don't know if anyone has really listened and tuned into this podcast this evening, but I want you guys to be clear on that. We're at a point in this pandemic where 
we don't know what the next steps are going to be, but we know one thing, there are more cases all over, state to state, and what are we going to do as a, as a whole to stop the spread? We're going to continue to wash our hands, we're going to continue to social distance, we're going to continue to wear our masks, and we're going to follow those rituals all the way through until we get the vaccination in place, and once we do, we're still going to wear our masks, if it's mandated, because we want to be safe and we want to keep our families safe. So, if you have not tuned in to Keep It Clean, Lisa, tune in. It gets better and better and better. And I really enjoyed this episode, and I hope you did too as well. So thank you so much for following this journey with Keep It Clean, Lisa, tuning in and being a part of something great. Thank you, and enjoy your evening. Thank you for tuning in to Keep It Clean, Lisa. This evening, I will be discussing Thank you so much for tuning in to Keep It Clean, Lisa's podcast this evening. I'll just be discussing a little bit about Skin Care 101. And just to let you know, it's self-comprehensive beginning guide for skincare. So yes, I hope you enjoy uh, this very fun, interesting podcast about skincare. And I just want to talk just basic stuff about, you know, rituals of skincare and some recent research that Keep It Clean Lisa has been doing. And I would love to share this on my podcast today with you guys. And I'll jump right into it. Depending on who you ask, having a skincare routine could be mean a million of different things. Uh, is it putting on the occasion, the occasional acne fighting sheet mask, or lining up all 18 of your expensive serums from the perfect uh, readings or magazines or wherever else you may find them? Or is it carefully applying just the right amount of prescription cream to calm down a patch of psoriasis or just you're just having a, a pimple day without feeling too greasy? And a lot of times we use a lot of... Um, stuff like a lot of product on our face that we shouldn't be using and a lot of times that makes us feel even more miserable especially with it being summer the truth is of course that it can be all of above and each skincare routine is necessary as unique and individual as the person follows it attempting in any way to have perfect skin but as skincare has become trender and its definition has become wider in scope it has also gotten a little more intimidating and confusing for beginners to get started on their skincare. So let's just jump right into it. That's where we come in at. As you begin your skincare requests, we hope to answer answer and adhere to your skincare 101. So the skincare 101 guide is as many of your questions as we can with the help of research and experts rather than the hype. Because sometimes when you go to the drugstore, you just find things that are for a quick fix. If you go to a department store, sometimes they just want to sell you any old product that's not good for your skin type. So, here's how to use the guide. If you're brand new to the idea of skincare routine, it helps to start at the very beginning. Where we answer your most basic questions about skincare, even the ones you may be too embarrassed to ask to any of your skincare savvy friends. If you dabbed in skincare and just really want to know what ingredients might be right for you, well, you need to scroll down to learn more about the actual elements in a skincare routine. 
and an overview of active ingredients that work best for your skin care and that's good for your skin condition, not for your friend. We also have specific sections for skin of skin care, skin color, what to do if you're pregnant, what to keep in mind if you have a diagnosed condition that affects your skin. Plus, we break down some of the often confusing aspects about the skincare industry, which you have to realize is it FDA approved. Regulate skincare ingredients and what exactly manufacturers mean when they call their products clean. And a lot of people hear clean and they think that their skin's gonna be clean. No, think of the FDA regulates skincare and the ingredients. I reiterate that. In each section, you'll find links to all different coverage on the topics. So make sure you click the right pigments for your skin. And I'm walking you guys through this like there's a guide right in front of you. But I'm saying tap into a skincare guide. Go through the glossary and look at what's good for your skin. This may sound silly, but it will save you time and money at the dermatologist. And at last, don't forget to check the glossary of the popular skincare terms, which can help you clear up any lingering confusion you may have about your skin. Because some of us just know about piling on a bunch of makeup, but we don't do face masks. We don't do skincare rituals. We don't do anything. We just pile makeup on. So it's more than just being a pretty face with lots of makeup. It's all about skincare. What do you really mean when you say skincare? You want to dip into all the rituals about skincare. Skincare is not just the eyeshadow, the lip gloss, um, the mascara, the big brows. It's about treating your skin. We mean the basic care and keeping your skin clean, fresh, and vibrant. And a lot of times we think that MAC, Lancome, uh, CoverGirl, and a lot of these other products out here that can keep your skin perfect. But that just gives you a cute, sexy look if you're going out or a cute look if you're going to work. But you want to deep dig deep into skin care and knowing what is great for your skin. It plays an important role in protecting your skin from outside pigmentations and knowing the holes of internal ingredients in the products that you're using. And in the same way that you regularly brush your teeth, your skin actually requires the same upkeep as your teeth. It might sound a little cliche, but skin care rituals is very important. I come from a family where people say, oh my gosh, you have great skin, your mother has great skin, your sister has great skin, your aunt has great skin, but it's over the years of taking care of this skin. I have used a lot of makeup, but I use a lot of skincare rituals at night. Before I put my makeup on, I use a primer. So I use a lot of things to treat and protect my skin from the makeup that I'm wearing. So I want you guys to do the same that I'm doing. It also requires protection from skincare. Um, you have to protect from skin cancer, um, uh, acne, uh, just knowing your skin. At Self, when we talk about skin care, we're talking about science-backed ways to improve both the look and function of your skin to address and manage both cosmetic and medical concerns. And it's very, very important, guys, because there's a lot of things that go on under the skin that people are totally not aware of. And when you tap into these particular guides, it's for anyone that is curious about what it means or what it takes to have a skincare routine, but doesn't know where to start. So knowing the start is always great. And last but not least, why should I care about skincare? Well, it's your skin. Duh. Yes, caring about your skincare might be quite trendy these days, but no matter what's happening, give your skin some love. Having the right cosmetics, having the medical conditions, and doing something about it 
is what makes your skin healthy. For instance, although you can't slow down the passage of time with a finely tuned skincare regimen, you can reduce the appearance of fine lines, wrinkles, dark spots, and sun damage. You can also quite effectively manage some more merit skin concerns, such as dryness or oiliness. And there's a lot of product they can use for oily skin, but a lot of people are not aware of it. For those with specific skin conditions, such as eczema, acne, or, or etc., skincare problems, it's always optional to require a bit more thought. For one, treating your skin condition often means you need to employ a particular skincare regimen. And for another, your condition may make your skin more sensitive to ingredients and products in general. Finding a skincare routine that works can offer a vital way or someone to manage and treat their conditions. So I just want you guys to tap into Skincare 101, do some research, know what works for your skin, and get the correct match when you get your makeup. And there's nothing wrong with using drugstore makeup, guys, if you want to get something from your local Rite Aid or your CVS, but just make sure it's a great match and that your skin agrees with the, the ingredients inside the makeup. There's also the fact that many people find their skincare routines to have some mental health benefits. Having the routine may help you realize just how easy it can be to do nice things for your body and build healthy habits. Two great examples are why I embrace skincare after my mother's death or how skincare becomes a critical part of my soberty, soberty toolbox. Personally, essays we've published in recent years. This is just recent stuff that you may look up and see on the internet and you say, hmm, I don't know what they're talking about. Tap into it and figure it out, guys, because it's your skin. And if you don't care, who will? So let's just be logical about it. We also know that practicing skincare can provide benefits not entirely related to your skin. Many people find that sticking to a skincare regimen gives them a routine and sense of control. Others find that going through their routine or even applying occasional masks relaxes them and helps them focus their attention on themselves, maybe for only time, their only time in their day. That said, some skincare companies make a lot of big claims about what their product can do without necessarily having the evidence to back them up. At Self, our aim is to help you make the most informed decision before buying or trying a product and guide you towards a treatment option we know that's most suitable for yourself and your skincare. So I just want you guys to come to an understanding and knowing what's great for your skin, what's great for your routine, and using face masks um, on a normal basis, especially when you're using a lot of coverage on your skin. And also, a lot of times people don't utilize makeup wipes. Makeup wipes, guys, are very helpful to re remove your makeup because you want to do a quick wipe. You don't want to scrub and saturate your face with like the liquid um, makeup removers a lot of people use. Um, they're great, but you're more like scrubbing your skin. When you're using your makeup wipes, it's just a quick wipe. You don't want to be scrubbing your skin and scrubbing your face and feeling uncomfortable and making your skin feel uncomfortable. So this is Keep It Clean Lisa's podcast where I talked a little bit about skincare regimens one-on-one. I hope you enjoyed this wonderful podcast today and you might have learned something new. You may have questions and you might want to follow up keep it clean Lisa hopefully you do and I would love that I will be accepting zooms um today's Thursday evening so this evening all the way up until next week I have a lot of open slots so you can email me at Lisa L-I-S-A Koi M-C-C-O-Y 24 
yahoo.com and I really appreciate you guys tuning in this evening for the skincare regimen 101. Thank you.